So we uh, we said the last week, I think when we left off, I think we had for the most part finished Ashray. But the one thing which we did not, uh, we had not covered, I don't remember who asked uh, about it, but one of the things that we mentioned was the fact that although uh, Ashrei follows the Aleph base, um, there's no Nun Pasuk. There's no Pasuk for, uh, for Nun. Is that you, Mel? You're shaking your head because you're, you're muted. So if you're saying yes, then... I'm I thought it was Charlene. Yes. I, I, okay, I there we go. So here, so you'll notice that you have uh, here this pasuk. You have the, the, the pasuk on the screen there? Yeah, so you have yes. Lamed. After Lamed comes, uh keeps doing that. After yeah. Lamed comes Mem, and then next what should be is Nun, and instead we go to Samach. So somehow it seems that Nun didn't pay its Aleph-based dues, and as a result of that, it was penalized and got uh, got thrown out of the uh, the, the olive base. But the truth is, is that Nun is actually hiding, and it's hiding in the phrase "Somech Hashem l'chol hanofelin." This is based on the Gemara and Brachos, but you see the Nun is in the word nofelin. So there you have the Nun hiding behind the Samach. So what's the idea of the fact that Nun that Nun didn't get its own pasuk? And it only gets hinted to in the Samach Pasuk. So in the world of prayer, so he writes as follows. He says, at this point, the letter Nun, which should have stood at the head of the next verse, has been omitted from the acrostic. So it's not there. This has been done to avoid mention of Nefila, the downfall of man. And he says that he says, Brachos daf Now this is where he gives his explanation as to why. It's an interesting idea. He says, only when referring to God's raising up of man, that's the phrase that you have highlighted there, is the letter Nun included in the song of the divine mercy. Man's falling and failing, his stumbling and wavering, are of his own making. But his rise, his progress, his success in the erratic course of life are due to the helping hand of Hashem. So everything, all of these tzukim, which uh, all the letters which we begin with, all of them have to do with things which God is going to, uh, to do or we're going to, how we're going to respond to God. When we talk about nefila, the falling, our failures, so we have to take full credit, responsibility, and ownership of our failures. And Hashem comes in after we have fallen to provide us with assistance in order to be able to stand up. So that's why it's Somech Hashem. Hashem is the one who supports, who will lift up all of those who go ahead and fall down. So when we fall, Hashem will come in, will uh, will step in and make sure that uh, that we that we get the that we get lifted up. So that is as far as the missing nun or the hiding nun is really more accurate in the uh, in the ashram. Okay. Now at this point, can, can I ask you a question? Question here. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of standing up. Yes. Um, is there a common system? How do you know when to stand up and when to sit down? Um, like, for example, ashtray. You look around the show on, on, on a morning, half the people are standing, half the people are sitting. For ashtray? They get, they get up for ashtray, you mean? Or they're just they're standing? They're anyway. still standing, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the default is to sit other than when there's reason to stand. <laughs> So, 
Um, and, and there's different minhagim as far as that. It's a good idea to uh, to daven on occasion by in a Sfardi show, in a, a Duta Mizrach show, uh, where you see different minhagim about when they do stand and when they don't stand. And that's how uh, we discover when certain things are just minhagim, Ashkenazi minhagim, whereas other things are actually mandated in, in halacha, which would be pretty much uh, universal. So um, the rule, the general rule, which we're going to try, we're, we're going to hope is going to last is we stand by brachos. So baruch shamar and yishtabach. So we're standing, although not everybody necessarily stands for, uh, for yishtabach, but uh, it could be that yishtabach, we really stand because it comes right before, uh, part of it is because it comes right before uh, Borchu, which we're going to have to stand for. And for us Ashkenazim, we stand for Kaddish. But we're standing for the Brachas, Baruch Shamar and Yishtabach. Mizmor Lesoda, we also stand up. This is the only other one that we've done so far. The reason we gave for why we stand for Mizmor Lesoda is because that is in place of bringing a Korban Toda. So something which is reminiscent of bringing a korban. So korbanos, the kohanim had to stand during the avoda of korbanos. So therefore, when we're doing something which is korban related, we go ahead and we stand as well. But for hodu, you should be sitting. Yihichavod, you are sitting. Ashrei and the halalukas were going to be sitting. There's no reason to stand during that time. Some people think, and I think it's it's erroneous and it's mistaken, but some people think that it's it enhances the tefillah if you go ahead and you're, you stand up for the entire davening. Anytime that you're davening, you're standing up. But I think that's just based on a misunderstanding of what tefillah is. We've uh, uh, we've uh, mentioned a couple of times that Pesukah Zimra is really a meditation to get ourselves ready for davening rather than something, a conversation which you're having with God. And therefore, the meditation for, uh, for ourselves, so meditations generally are done sitting down. Not always. Ravaria Kaplan says that Shemun Esrei is also a type of meditation. It's a mantra meditation, but it's also a thing. But he emphasizes that uh, he, he is of the opinion, along with that, he says that the Mekubalim were of the opinion that when you're saying Shemun Esrei, you should be perfectly still. No shuckling or swaying back and forth, not back and forth or side to side, none of those things, because you want to be as, uh, as, uh, um, um, as uh, limited, um, as unmindful of your body as possible. So the more you're swaying, the more you're aware of the movements of, movements of the body, and that's something which is not a good thing. You want to be able to, uh, to go ahead and have your attention completely on your thoughts or the meditation, rather than the, the movement of the, uh, the body. So that's why he also advocates you have to memorize Shemun Esrei so you can have your eyes closed, because if your eyes are open, so then there's more uh, sensory input, which is coming in. There's more visual input, I should say, which is coming in, and you want to go ahead and limit that to the, to the Dewey possible. So yes, you should be sitting for all of this. The only between, uh, we'll get to why Vayivarach David why we're going to stand at that point, and then we remain standing all the way through to the end of, till, till we say Boruchu, but that also is going to be broken down into various things. That'll be probably next week or maybe the, the week afterwards, but in all likelihood, that'll, uh, that'll be next week. But for right now, we're sitting for everything except for Mizmor Lasoda, only because Mizmor Lasoda is carbon related. Okay. Now, uh, so at this point, we move through the, uh, we move to the Halalukas. So here you have, and you know, you can't really put all, pull all of this up on the screen at the same time. But we have the five, the, the final five prakim of Tehillim, 
beginning with Kuf Mem Vav, 146, 147, 148, 149, 150. So those are the next uh, five paragraphs, which we say, these halalukas. These and there's definitely a sequence to them, not only as part of Tehillim, but as part of Davening as well, something that we are trying to, uh, to accomplish. So the simple explanation that I would give you, which is going to cover all five, is found in the Simonim Siddur, which, which I have. So right now, this is just going to be an overall perspective on the, on the five, and then we'll come back and we'll break them down uh, you know, more specifically. But the first thing is, I'll read to you what the, uh, in my uh, uh, Simonim Siddur says, the Chameshis Mizmorim Elu, in these five uh, chapters of Tehillim, the next five, five chapters, Misoreras Kol Habriya Beshira Hashem. So the entire universe, and again, remember that the Pesuket Zimra is focused on, we're outside of our immediate body, that was Birchos HaShachar. Pesuket Zimra, we're now seeing God's presence in the physical universe. We're not yet in the heavens by the spiritual beings of the angels, which is going to be the next section of davening. But in this section of Pesuket Zimra, we're very much focused on how the physical world is really involved in praising Hashem. So we're talking about how the entire universe, physical universe, is aroused, or is inspired to sing praises of Hashem. Amizmor HaRishon, so the first one, that's the one that you have on the screen in front of you here. Oh, got even more of it there. So he says, Yeshbo Hilu HaPrat Al Chasadav Im HaBotechbo. So you have praise for the kindnesses which HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, uh, for the kindnesses which HaKadosh Baruch Hu does, for those who believe in Him. That is, Halali Nafshi Hashem. So this is my soul singing to Hashem. Mizmor Hashemi, the second one, 147. So it says, So this is now when Klal Yisrael, as a nation, we go ahead and we uh, give praises to Hashem, for the kindnesses which he does with the nation of the Jewish people. So we're outside of the individual. We've now expanded to the nation of the Jewish people and for Yishalayim. Amizmar Shlishi. And in the third uh, chapter, 148, So now the praise, the, those who are praising Hashem now expands to the different creatures outside of mankind. So he went from me to my nation, and now we're talking about the universe as a whole, both the creations which exist in the heavens, which we'll talk about, as well as, that's the first half of this, as well as those who live in the lower domain, in the physical universe, which we see. Then, then he says the fourth and fifth, as well as the final uh, chapter, so Kolo Hilo, sorry, So this includes the praise, which ultimately is going to be which is going to be sung by the nations of the world, but they're only going to go ahead and sing that praise to Akarishbarhu in the future era. So the the universe, the physical universe as a whole, is going to be more um, is going to uh, is going to sooner praise Hashem than the nations of the world because the world, the physical universe, can already sing praises to Hashem in our current matzav, in our current condition. The nations of the world aren't going to get around to doing that until the uh, the future era, and that's only going to be uh, at that uh, in the uh, in the future.
So that is the way the that sitter uh, brings it down. And um, and in the world of prayer, he says something which is uh, which is also uh, very nice, very beautiful. I think he says the content and purpose of the succeeding five psalms can only be understood if they are taken for what they are, psuki de zimra, meaning song texts. What does that mean? The purely poetic and musical components of the psalms felt by the emotions and the senses is as important as the thoughts and ideas the words convey. So he says that there's one element of it, which is the words themselves understanding the words. And then he says that the poetry and the music by which this is supposed to be sung, that also is going to convey a powerful, uh, a powerful message a- as well. We all know from uh, watching uh, movies that the choice of background music as a means of being able to convey the emotion is something which is very, very powerful. Sometimes uh, the music itself will tell you what you should be feeling at that time, and they don't. nobody even has to say any words. You could feel the tension or you could feel the excitement just by the music itself. So uh, in, the, in this, uh, the Sefer, so he says the same thing is true. He says, to borrow a figure from music, a choir of harmonized voices begin to sing in soft, low tones. That's when you get to 146. As the song progresses, the voices rise in pitch and volume. Each movement adds new variations and modulations of the original theme till finally all the voices together burst forth, forth fortissimo, I assume that that's the other uh, word, uh, in a jubilant, thundering climax. So are these psalms. They form one hymn to God. The same chords are struck in reverberate in ever-increasing force and intensity. Each new psalm adds its voice and praises to the concert, till finally the thundering jubilation of the whole chorus sustained by a holy fervor rings out. And this he says that the, the climax of all of this is, we say this passage of, Baruch Hashem Olam, Amen V'Amen. Blessed is Hashem forever, Amen V'Amen. And that is the ultimate prayer which we could offer to Hashem is to say, is to, is to invoke that word, Baruch Olam, and then conclude that with Amen V'Amen. And he says, just as the prophet Ezekiel, born aloft by a storm wind, heard above the awful din, the mighty call, Baruch Kvod Hashem Mim Komo, that's what he hears in Shemaim, that blessed is, that's what the Malachim say, blessed is the honor of Hashem from his place. So the central chapters of the Pesuket Zimra make the call, Baruch Hashem Olam Amen V'Amen. So that is the parallel. That's what happens on earth, as opposed to the vision of, Ye- of Yechezkel, who saw what the, uh, a parallel phrase, which was said by the Malachim in Shemaim. So that is what we're trying to uh, make our way through in the uh, in the Pesuk of the Zimmer, in these uh, five prakim of of the Halukas, we're trying to uh, to get through that uh, that uh, that process. Okay, so now let's go sort of specifically through uh, the theme of uh, of each one of the Halukas. So now we go back in the uh, to the beginning over here. So here we have this. Uh, ah, take me back. Okay. I was hoping that would get rid of the uh, the thing at the top over there, but alas, it doesn't. Okay, so the first thing we have over here is, um, wait, hold on one second. Thing I need 
Um, okay, yeah. So now he says, so the first thing is, is we have the, the comment of the Me'iri. The Me'iri says, this is his commentary, I think, to, uh, to, to Hillam, but it, it's helpful as far as understanding the theme of each one of these. So he writes, Kavanaz, this is now on this uh, uh, capital over here, this, uh, this chapter over here, the first Haluluka. Kavanaz Mizmor, the intent of this song, this paragraph, Lahodos Lakel is to give thanks to Hashem, Amasha Gumlo, on what the kindness is which he bestows upon us, Vodas Sheva Chabitachon Bekel, and the praise for those who go ahead and have a trust in Hashem. Right, so this is where we say where we are. Uh, we actually say the opposite of do not trust the nadivim, do not trust those who are the um, uh, the noblemen. That's over here. Uh, a man who has no power to actually help at all, anyways, is as powerful as we perceive people to be, and as wealthy as they are, and thinking that because of their wealth and power and their position, they could go ahead and provide assistance. Ultimately, never place your trust in them. The most that they can be is a shliach for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but ultimately, all salvation and help is going to come from Hashem. Vishabiyado and Hakadosh Baruch Hu has the ability lahashpil ulaharim to bring people down, as well as to lift people up. And all of that is what HaKadosh Baruch is going to be able to do. Okay, and that is that uh, understanding of this, uh, this paragraph. It's, it's our praise for Hashem. And similarly, in the uh, Siddur called Otsar Tfilas, one of the commentaries is called Im Tfila. He says that this is actually, he says an, an interesting idea, I think an interesting idea, he says that this paragraph begins, Hali nafshias Hashem, that uh, I will praise Hashem with my life or with my soul. So he says, Keneged, this corresponds to, this perfectly follows what appear the last pasuk over here in what's the actual part of Telem, which is, Tilas Hashem that the praise of Hashem, my mouth will say over. So he says, Hosif Lomar, there, so after we say my mouth is going to do it, now what happens is, is our mouths are able to go ahead and say words which aren't really felt inside, aren't felt internally. So therefore we say, Loma Hali Nafshi, that my soul or my life will praise God. That my praise of God should come from the very essence of my soul. And it shouldn't be something which is just superficial, that I'm just sort of going through the motions of saying the words in praise of God without actually feeling it, without actually experiencing it. So when we go ahead and when we, so when we conclude, we want to emphasize that these words aren't just empty words, which I'm saying because they appear on the page of the sitter, but rather these words are actually sincere. And my desire is that I should be able to feel it and experience it, the very essence of, of, of who I am. That is the first of the Halukas. And again, you could go ahead and you could read about all these things that Shachar Baruch Hu does in the world. These are all praises of things which Hashem does. 
Then in the next one, this is the second of the Halalukas, this is the one that's referred to as the long one. So in this one, so the Mi'iri says that, oh, sorry, what? I forgot one other, another thing here. So uh, elsewhere in the world of prayer, this, uh, this Rabbi, Dr. Eli Monk, so he says that his understanding of the first uh, paragraph is from the contemplation of God's omnipotence in his ever readiness to help man, to help, comma, man acquires an unshakable trust in him. So when we find out all the things which he does, that was over here, like we say that, uh, um, he makes the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything which is in it, he is somebody who guards the truth forever, he does judgment, no same lechem lerevim. He gives food to those who are hungry. Hashem atir asurim. Hashem is the one who is going to uh, undo the uh, the bonds which constrain us. Pokeach ivrim. He opens the, the eyes of the blind. Zokef kafufim. He straightens out the bent. Oiv sadikim. He loves the sadikim. So all these things are think are descriptions of what exactly God does. So this he said that he says man acquires an unshakable uh, trust in Hashem. Realizing that he's capable of doing all of those uh, all of those things, then in the second one, in the second of the Halukas, so the Meiri writes, he says that this one, Kitov Zamra Lokino Naim Navasila, it is good to sing to our God, for his praise is pleasant, befitting. So Kavanasa Mizmor, so the intent of this particular chapter is the Nevuas Hagula. This is a prophecy of the future. And we're giving thanks to Hashem. We're acknowledging Hashem as that He will do this. And we're giving thanks to Him in advance. And then when you continue in this chapter, we go ahead and we describe further His great power as well as His mercy. We account for the fact that Gosh Plays, pays close attention to what exactly is going on. This is where we find the phrase, where is it? Um, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes out and counts the stars. We find the stars to be infinite, something which is beyond our ability to count and to keep track of. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu not only counts them, but he has a name for each and every one of them. So that indicates that each star is going to have a specific purpose and a specific function. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't just take a bunch of pixie dust, just throw it in the heavens and say, you know, say that you should have a bunch of stars out there. But each one is very specific. And if each one of those stars is specific and has a role in the universe, wasn't even created for the stars. The world was created for mankind. So that drives home the idea that there is hashkacha, that there's divine providence for each one of us. And some of the wonders which we find existing in nature. So that is the theme that we're going to be thinking about in this uh, in this second one, in the second of the of the Halukas. In the world of prayer, the way he says it is, in the next psalm, that's number two, the group we takes the place of the individual I. And that's consistent with what he said also, that this the, the progression is going to be. We go from seeing HaKadosh Baruch Hu as he surrounds me, and now our vision is expanding, and now we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu as he interacts with the nation of the, uh, of the, of the Jewish people. 
He says, now the hashkacha klalis, the solicitude, that's how he translates uh, divine providence, solicitude, new word for me, of the community is contrasted with the hashkacha pratis, solicitude for the individual is extolled. So as we said, that's like the layers of the onion. You're going from the inner core, and now there's an outer layer on, on top of it, which is the nation of the Jewish people themselves. And um, in the Iun's uh, Tfilah, in Otsar Tfilos, so he writes that, as he said, that Hamizmar Hazad, this chapter, the, the second one that you have over there, so its focus is on the future gula, which should happen speedily in our in our times. So that is the second of the halalukas. Then we move on to the third. So in this third one, so the Meiri writes, he says, "Gamza mizmor This chapter also is praise and thanks to Hashem, Olam, on the existence of the world, the renewal of the world. So you see lots of things which are mentioned over here. We're going to focus more, more specifically on the two parts. But the uh, you have Melachav, you have this word over here, the angels, Kol Tzva'av, are also heavenly beings. Shemesh is the sun, Yareach, Kokoch Ve'or. So all of these are things which are in the heavenly realm, whether in the physical heavenly realm or in the spiritual heavenly realm. Um, the heavens, the upper waters that was goes back to the time of creation, separated the upper waters from the other, the lower waters. All of these heavenly creatures, all of them are going to praise Hashem. And at the end, we mention our, our place as Hakadosh Baruch Hu's unique nation. Vayarm Karen Lamo, that he's going to go ahead and he's going to raise the might of his people. So here there's a focus on the Jewish people. And it's going to be, which is praise for all his pious ones, the children of Israel, the people near to him. So here we're emphasizing again Kla Yisrael's unique place in this world. Lerames, this is to, to allude. Yehuda, to, to uh, remind us of the fact that the Geula and the reign of the Mashiach uh, dur- during his time is going to be is going to be the salvation of Yehuda. And then Klaiso will be able to dwell in security and safety and security without having to have helicopters hovering overhead for hours on end. And and in this particular chapter, we also, we uh, sort of have this overview of the entirety of creation. From that which is all the way on top, all the way to that which is below. Um, the world of prayer puts it as follows. He says, in Psalm, and I just realized I don't think my children will ever be able to read Roman numerals. I think they're always going to be mystified by it because I don't think it's taught in school anymore. But it took me a minute when it said in Psalm, C-X-L-V-I-I-I. So I had to pause for a moment to go ahead and translate that into my head. But we figured it out. Baruch Hashem. The enthusiastic adoration spreads over the whole cosmos. All the heaven and earth contain, all that heaven and earth contain, now join the chorus of praise. 
for the strength of all of them comes from God, and all creation obeys his command. The kings of earth and all the nations, the whole of mankind, join the ranks of those who unreservedly praise the God of Israel. That's why it says over here in this Pasuk, Malchai Eretz Bukhol Umim, Sari Mikhol Shofte Aretz, which means um, on the English side, earthly kings and all the peoples, ministers and all earthly judges. So here we see how the entirety of crea- of, of mankind is also going to go ahead and, uh, and join into uh, and join into that, uh, that that vision. Now here is an interesting thing. Another one of the commentators, uh, the one I mentioned, the more academic one called the Nasiv Bina. So he goes ahead and he says as follows. He says he divides this particular chapter into two parts. Um, and he says you, you can recognize it by a common phrase. So he says the first half begins with this phrase, So here, the first half of, the, of this capital. So that focuses on the praise of Hashem, which is coming from the heavens. And we pivot to the second part when you have the parallel phrase, which is, I never noticed this before, so the first part begins, and the second part begins, so we're going, this is now a top-down type of thing, that the heavens are going to praise Hashem, and from that, eventually, it's going to trickle down into our world, sort of like that game Plink, where it's just going to follow those, uh, you know, the nails, the, 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 uh, the disc is going to fall down through those things, so eventually it makes its, its way down here. But he says that, so he says, um, we say, so it begins from the heavens, and then he says, you can see, he says, from there, we say heavens in general, and then we begin to go ahead and we begin to specify specific areas. So you have Malachav, you have Tzivakov, you have Shemesh V'yareach, the sun and the moon, Kokoch Ve'or is the next phrase over there. Also, or you have the light, Kokoch Ve'or, yeah, Shemeha Shemaim, the heavens themselves, okay, so all of that is going to be, is the first half, where we say that all of these things, so Yahalu Hashem Hashem, all of these things are going to praise Hashem, why? Second half of this passage, Kihut Siva Vinivro, because all of these parts of the heavens, the heavenly realm, they all recognize that Hashem was the one who created them, Hutziva, he commanded, Vinivro, and through his command, they were created. So there's a recognition of that. And not only that, but they are going to be, he established them for all time. As uh, for as long as the world d- exists, he decreed it and it is unalterable. So all of that is, is a permanent part of the physical universe or all of those, uh, those in the spiritual universe. All of those things are part of that. And that's why they praise God because they recognize that they are not independent beings with independent power and decision-making. They are creatures of Hashem. Then he says, this is now the pivot point where we said that we say, so now the next set of praise is going to come. It's like two different, we're singing in a round over here. So the first group starts, that's Mina Shamayim. And then once they finish one round, then the second group chimes in, and that's going to be Mina Aretz. He says, 
now what exactly is going to be included in Aretz? So we say, Ash, you have fire, Barad, which is going to be the hail, Shalag, which is the snow, Kitor is the smoke, Ruach Sa'ara is going to be the whirlwind. All of them, Osed Devaro, all of them also do exactly what God instructs them to do. None of these uh, weather phenomena have independent power or just a, a fluke of nature, but all of them are very specific. Harim, the mountains, Cholgvos, and all the, uh, the, the hills, Eitz Pri, all of the fruit trees, V'chol Arazim, and all of the cedars, Chaya, Behema, Remes, Sipor, Kanaf, all of the different creatures are also going to be part of it. And then we move to mankind, to the creatures of mankind. Those are the ones, since we have Bechira, so we're the ones who will be the most hesitant to go ahead and uh, to acknowledge God. Then we move on to the Malcha Eretz V'cholomim, Sarim Aretz, we have translated Bacharim V'gam Besulos, the young men and the young women, Zikenim Im Na'arim, the elderly together with the, the, the young. And once we've uh, uh, enumerated all the different parts of the physical universe in our realm, so then they are also called Yehalu Hashem Hashem. They're also going to call out in praise to the name of Hashem. Ki nizgav shema, levado, hodo al Because Hashem is, he is the one who is, um, uh, where did we go? The praise of Hashem for his name alone is exalted. That's the Nisgav. His majesty is over earth and the skies. So this Yehalulu, if you remember, this is what we say when we begin to take, put the Sefer Torah away. The Chazan says, Yehalulu, Hashem, Hashem, Kinisgav, So that's not actually the end of the Pasuk. Well, this was, it, it, it still is in a certain sense. We still have some semblance of that, but it's a responsive reading. So responsive reading many times in Tehillim is one person, the Chazan, will begin the Pasuk, and the Tzibur then completes the Pasuk. So that's what happens over here. And many people think the word is just the, the diktuk uh, reminder over here is many people think that what the Tzibur says is hodu al eretz v'shamayim, but it's not hodu, it's hodo, right? It's not giving thanks, it is majesty. It's, it, it comes from the word hod. It's not hodu like lahodos to give thanks, but it's hod shalo, his uh, exaltedness or his majesty, is uh, on the, uh, the, uh, the, the earth and the, the heavens. So that's the two parts and the, the, uh, the shift within this, uh, this section it, it, itself. And then, um, okay, so that is as far as number three is concerned. Uh, yeah. Now, what you should know is just on halacha, uh, you should know halachically that in terms of one of the ways by which we are able to discern which are more important paragraphs than others relates to uh, what happens in the event that a person has to start skipping in Pesukit Zimra. Person shows up late to Shul, Rahman And as a result of that, so the person now has to go ahead if he's going to say Shwanesri together with the Tzibur. So there's no way that one is going to be able to, with the amount of time that it's there, there's no way that one is going to have enough time to say everything and still begin Shwanesri together with the Tzibur. So at that point, you have to start uh, cutting and you have to start skipping some things. So uh, the, the hierarchy is, you're going to have Baruch Shamar, Ashrei, and Yishtabach. So you can't have Pesukit Zimra with anything less than that, because you need the bracha before, the bracha after, and those brachas have to go on something. So what they go on is Ashrei, 
if you have a little more time beyond Baruch Shamar, Ashrei, and Yishtabach, so then the next two things which you're going to say is this one, Kuf Memchas, this one which we just said, which captures the praise of the heavenly realm as well as the earthly realm. So that is one of the priorities. And then it's going to be the final one of 150. So I just refer to it as number three and number five. So if, you're, if one is pressed for time, so you can get away with saying num, uh, of the Halukas, number three and number five, and that will, uh, will be something which will expand what you should say, but that comes before all the rest of, uh, of Sukkot Zimra. So that, that, that emphasizes how important this paragraph is, that it comes in the hierarchy right after Ashrei. So right after Ashrei, this is the, most, uh, the next most important one. Okay, then we have number four. So the fourth one is, that's what you have over here. This is 149. So at least you have all the Hebrew over there. So he says, Zemiri writes about this. He says, Zeham Mizmor, this chapter, Kula Nemer Alashan HaGeula. So all of this revolves around the topic of Geula, revolves around the topic of redemption. Vaskulas Ha'am HaNivchar, and our unique place as the chosen people. Which have a unique relationship uh, with, uh, with, uh, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's why it's going to be uh, nothing to do with the shul, that the praise is going to be for the Kal Chassidim, the, the, uh, um, the assembly of the pious. Yismach Yisrael, Kal Yisrael is going to, uh, is going to re- rejoice. That we're going to be in a circle like we had at the end of uh, Tainus not long ago. Ki rotz Hashem be'amo, Hakadosh Baruch Hu desires his nation. Yalizu Chasidim bechavod, the pious amongst us are also going to exalt with his honor. So all of this is Klal Yisrael praising Hashem and the unique relationship that uh, that we have. Um, okay, and then it's going to be. Um, part of it is going to be, because whenever we talk about the Klai Yisrael rising up, we just have this in Dafiomi also, that the, the Klai Yisrael in Edom, or Yaakov and Esav, are always are on opposite sides of the scale. So never one rises, the other inevitably is going to fall. So when we think about what's going to happen in the future, when Klai Yisrael, at the time in the future, when Klai Yisrael is going to be praising Hashem, because of the gula which we experience, so hand in hand with that is going to be the rebuke and the revenge against the nations of the world. So that's why in this capital, in this chapter, where we're talking about the praises of Hashem, the praise of the Jewish people in our unique place. So we say also, Lasos so at the same time, Akash Baruch Hu is going to perform vengeance upon the nation, chastisement upon the peoples. To bind their kings with chains, as well as their nobles, their honorable ones, in also with iron fetters, to execute upon them judgment, which ultimately is going to be the splendor of, for all of those who are the pious ones. Because when we come out, uh, um, uh, in a sense, innocent, and they come out guilty, so that is going to be something which everybody is going to see. So these are two sides of the same coin, and that's why when we think about the ultimate gula, together with that, we're also going to be thinking about what's going to happen to, uh, to the nations. And then... The last thing that we have is the uh, the last of the Halalukas. 
So last of the Halalukas, so the Me'iri writes, Zeha Mizmor Chasim Sefer. So he says, this Mizmor is the final chapter of Tehillim. Inyan Zeros Tehillah Lekel V'hodah Lo Yizbarach. And it is an inspiration. It's being Mizaris us. It's trying to inspire us to praise Hashem and give thanks to Him. V'ramaz Bo Chayolam Haba Shalem Kol and also there are hints to that in terms of Olam Haba, the future world, that's going to be called the Shama Tehalel Ka. Uh, and that is the idea. That, um, okay, so that is what the Me'iri says. The Ra'av, uh, not up to that part yet. And then um, the, sorry, sorry, that's the wrong one. We say that, yeah, okay, so now in this one, so if you count it out, it's hard to count out, but there's actually, um, um, where did I see the breakdown? Um, if you go every phrase, so every time there's a halalu or halaluku, so here is this word over here, if you count that number one, so this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. So there are 10 of them over there. And obviously 10 is a very significant number within, uh, within Jewish thought. And the Chidah quotes the Arizal, who says, Remez kan eser spheros. So he says, this is an illusion. This is a hint to the 10 spheros. So for those who are the, uh, the uh, amateur Kabbalists out there, so there are 10 spheros, 10 emanations, 10 whatever, however you're going to go ahead and translate that. And the, uh, the Arizal goes and explains how each one of these phrases corresponds to one of those 10 things. We're familiar with the Chesed in the Gvura, in the Tiferes, in Yesod, in Hod, and all of that. And then there's the three which are on top of, which are on top of that. Chachma Bina Das, or, or Kester, which is going to be on top of that. But that's the way the Arizal sees the significance of this, is that you have those, uh, those 10. And then you have another idea which is mentioned. And this is by the, the tour, mentions the idea. He says that Koflin, Pasuk, Kol HaNeshama. So he says the capital to Ilham really ends, Kol HaNeshama Ta'aloka, And we go ahead and in Sukkot Zimra Davning, we repeat that Pasuk a second time. So what's the significance of doing so? So the tour says very simply, the Koflin, Pasuk, Kol HaNeshama, Lefishu, Sof, Sukkot Zimra. So as a way of being able to indicate that this is the end of Psukit Zimra, things were added later on, but as a way of indicating that we've reached the end of something, so one way to indicate that we've reached the end of something is by repeating the, uh, the Pasuk. We do that at the end of Koheles, we do that by the end of Megillus Esther, at the end, of, we do that at the end of Megillus Eicha, so at the end of Megillus, that's another way, that was Chazal's way of indicating that we're at the end of something which is significant by repeating. The base Yosef adds to this. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. He says, and we'll get to this uh, in a few weeks, but he says, we do the same thing at the end of Az Yashir. At the end of Az Yashir, we go ahead and we say, if you look over here, it's on the screen, Hashem Yimloch Leolam Vo'ed. That's the end of what appears in the Torah. Hashem Yimloch Leolam Vo'ed. So to indicate that we've reached the end of that section, we once again, we repeat the Pasuk twice. 
And he says, um, okay, so that is as far as the tour and the uh, the the the, uh, the base Yosef, the Ra'avon. He says uh, another idea. He says he says it's similar to by Hadron. Hadron, we also Hadron Allah Maseches whatever Hadron Chalon. So we repeat that numerous times. He says Tam Acher. He says another reason is the Fikach Koflin. The reason why we re- repeat the pasuk, but this will uh, will finish. Uh, yeah, with this we'll finish. He says the fisha bebaruch shamar yeshbo yud gimel baruch, because in baruch shamar, if you count up all the baruchs in baruch shamar, so you have thirteen. The yesh kemokin yud gimel halalukas. He says, and if you go ahead and you count up the halalukas, so you'll end up with thirteen kisha koflin oso when you go ahead and you repeat it. So remember, there are five, there are um, ten chapters of of uh, um, I don't know how we're going to count it out. But he says that each one of these chapters begins and ends. There's five of them. So each one of them begins and ends with um, Halalukah. We added the Halalukah at the end of Ashrei. That brings us to 11. And then this one is, I don't know where the 13th one is. But he says it's 13. I'll have to count it out uh, later. And he says that this corresponds to the Yud Midos, the 13 attributes of mercy, as well as, and this one I didn't know, Yud If you take the name Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and you count out the letters of their names, so that is also going to be 13. So the letters of their names is also 13. And this is something which is going to be a significant, uh, a significant number as well. Okay, so we're going to hold it uh, over here. So we'll begin next week in Ritz Hashem with the Baruch Hashem Le'olam, uh, which is what was added as this bridge in between the Halalukas and when we get to that next section of, uh, of Sukkot Zimra, And we'll see the, uh, the great significance of, uh, of that, God willing, next week. Thank you all for coming once again. Those who are going off on vacation, have a, uh, a safe trip and an enjoyable uh, vacation. Enjoy the uh, the warmth. And the rest of us behind will take the cold for you. So you owe us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Rabbi, yes. in, the, in the last hallelujah, you say hallelujah twice in each of the last two sentences. Call a Shema to hallelujah, hallelujah. The hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, maybe. Maybe it's uh, the hallelujah. Excellent. Okay. Very good.